open I Are Sitting in My Closet right now because... I've been waiting all day for this. I know. Me too. That's so <laughs> cute. Me too. And so we're sitting in my closet because we have yet to buy mics. We want to make sure we're going to be consistent, which we know we will be. Um, and we're sitting in my closet because it sounds more soundproof and the sound is really crisp. Mm. Right? Good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm ready. All right. So... Hit me up, baby. Our podcast is Who Knows, Who Cares, Why Bother? We do. We do. We, we really do. do. A lot. Too much sometimes. Sometimes too much. I agree with that. Hope and I. Can I just say how much I love you? I love you too. Oh, I'm so excited that we're I've doing this together. Forever. I know. This is the best. Oh, you're going to start crying. No, I'm it's not It's going to make me cry. I'm not crying. I'm oh, not my God. Crying. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in podcasting. Yes, there is. Of course there is. <laughs> yes, Especially there is. if it's going to be with us. <laughs> Hope and I have known each other for, we just talked about it, 27 years. We That's met each other when our two daughters were two and a half years old mm -hmm. and they went to camp together. Mom and Tuck camp. Yes. Yes. And I think you even remember the baseball hat that Jamie was totally, wearing. Totally. Totally. Because right? you made that. It was I a did. denim baseball cap and you hot glued little... Like pink roses, little yes. roses all the way around the rim. And yes. you had Jamie wearing that. Yes. yes. Yeah, she looks so cute, though. I know. They were all so cute. Oh, they were all adorable. We were so cute. We were. We still are cute. So much younger than though, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And then we became friends. How old, do, how old do you think the kids were when we became friends? We became friends when the kids were um, Elementary prairie. school. Yeah, mm -hmm. in elementary school. Yeah. So, and we always said, the one thing that I love about our friendship is that we always said and made it a point that no matter what happened with our girls, and that will be a later episode mm, because I think it's mm -hmm. so important, mm -hmm. whatever happened between our girls, we were never going to let it affect our relationship. And we didn't. Never. And that is a true test to, to a true friendship because what brought us together was our daughters. Right. And then when our daughters decided to choose different routes, we still maintained our friendship, which means we really liked each other, not because of our daughters, but because of us. Right. And we, we just had so much in common. The yes. two of us had so much in common. So much. And we still do. Yes. So much. One being therapy. Oh, God. Let me just tell you. And thank you, Linda, for turning me on to therapy. Oh, oh. Because I don't think I would have ever started if it weren't for you. Oh, my God. Really? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That makes me feel so good. Absolutely. So I'm going to repeat something that my daughter said in her podcast, Undiscovered by Jamie Alex Singer. She said that she's more concerned if somebody didn't go to therapy than she was if somebody did go to therapy. Um, because when somebody goes to therapy, they're very aware that they need help, number one, and it truly helps you to evolve. Totally. I don't, not necessarily that they need help, but I really think what happens in therapy is it allows you to see other people's point of views too. Yeah, I right? could not agree more. Because yeah. sometimes we get so hung up on on the feeling of everybody needs to be on my page and everybody needs to understand where I'm coming from and everybody needs to do what I'm doing or think how I'm thinking. Yeah. And it opens your world up to that there are other options, other people to 
to help you along in figuring out how to be with other people right. who aren't necessarily exactly like you. And another point to that, just really quickly, side note, is we create our own stories in our head mm. that that really come from where we were as children mm-hmm. and the life that we led as children and how our parents affected us and how we interpreted the world around us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and how other people in our lives as children affected us. Teachers. Oh, um, great point. Right? Other friends, parents. Right. Doctors. Oh, my God. The rabbi. Right. 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 Or your priest. Or your priest. Exactly. So we're going to talk about where we started, where we came from when we were younger, and who, kind of who we were, and how we've evolved throughout the years, and really how much more we need to evolve. Because I don't, I don't care, no matter how much therapy you go through, I think you're constantly learning and evolving. And I think that that is so vitally important um, to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, because people are changing every single day. Right. right? Exactly. One constant that I want to bring up is that, I've, that is universal, and I've, and I've said this to, to my husband, Alan, um, is when we talk about this in our podcast and we talk about emotions and feelings, the one thing we all, we have so many things in common that we just don't realize, but the one thing we all have in common is all of our feelings are all the same. Mm. There's nothing that's different. We're all, we all feel sadness, happiness, excitement, anger, frustration. That's like universal. It's not like somebody's developing a new emotion. Mm-hmm. We're all feeling those emotions. Right. They're just felt differently. Mm-hmm. And how people deal with those emotions differently too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'll start with, I grew up in the northern suburbs of Illinois. I grew up in Morton Grove. Okay. I grew up in Wilmette. So I had my mom and my dad. Um, and we'll talk about that too, about our parents' relationships, because I think that has a big effect on how we grew up. I grew up with an older brother and an older sister. I always grew up feeling that my brother... So you were the youngest. I was the youngest. I was the baby. Yes. Baby. I was the baby. <laughs> um, and I was the baby. Um, <laughs> you looked less like Jamie there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we can edit this. Yes. Um, so I was the baby. I always felt that my parents, and I didn't know this at the time. I did not know this at the time. I always thought that my parents put their problems on me. So they didn't deal with what their issues were. I became what we call now as a scapegoat. That's mm. how I felt. But I didn't necessarily feel that way growing up. I thought that I played, honestly, growing up, I played the victim. I really did. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was playing. Honestly, I, I did not know that I was playing the victim. I love the fact that you know this. Because for me, I would have to ask somebody else to tell me where what my 
physician was. But the only reason I know that now is because I've had so much therapy, and I actually joke about it, that I've probably had more therapy than Woody Allen. (laughs) (laughs) I said to my therapist, I go, oh my God, I'm going to have more therapy than Woody Allen. Maybe you can make some movies out of this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I want to compare myself to that man anyway. So my parents made me go to therapy when I was young. And therapy wasn't a thing then. So I thought that I was the only child. Honestly, I literally thought that I was the only child going to therapy. I was mortified and embarrassed. and Because it wasn't socially accepted back then. It was if there's something wrong with you. Right. Then you went to therapy. Then you went to therapy. Oh, there must be something wrong with me. Right. Or right? she's got issues. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I remember being a very scared child. I was always afraid. I mean, literally so afraid of everything. Um, And so everything. I mean, (laughs) when I was in high school, I was so afraid, still in high school, that when I learned how to drive and I came home late at night, I lived on, um, I lived on a street that was a little bit darker, but there there were lights, but it was a little darker. And I remember I had a long driveway when you look straight back a little to the left, it was dark back there. So there were bushes and there was a tree, but it was really dark. And I always had to park at the end of my driveway and I would have to walk up my driveway to my front door. So when I got home one night at two in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, which I was a really good kid. I wasn't like, I didn't do anything bad. I just stayed out late with my friends. Mm-hmm. Nothing good happens after 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. I was a good kid. Um, but I remember being petrified to Ooh. get out of my car. And I drove my car all the way up to the front door and I actually drove it into my dining room window. No. I did. I busted the car. I busted my dining room window. Now (laughs) (laughs) so I could get out and only take four steps. I was not. (laughs) I'm telling you I was a petrified kid. Literally so I could take four steps instead of sixteen steps to my front door. Okay. Um, mind you, though, both of my neighbors got robbed on both sides of us. Oh, and wow. the people in front of me across the street got robbed. We did not. I don't know why, but we didn't. I don't know. That just I always was afraid. So meanwhile, my dad growing up had a horrible temper, really bad temper. And we didn't know he had OCD. Oh. But we didn't know that back then. Right? Like, Of course. No, no, no. Right. We did no, not know. Like, if you think about all those kids in your in your childhood classes that could never sit, and they were always like fidgeting, 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 or making noises or whatever. Right. Whoa, right. Right. Well, those you were those were the kids that had ADHD or yeah, ADD. Or we always thought that they were trouble. Right. We didn't realize that there was ADD and ADHD. Right. And that's another topic that we'll talk about later because I think we're way too over medicated. Um, but mm. I, I also think that people need medication. I am absolutely 1000% for medication. Um, my daughter has OCD and, um, and anxiety. And I definitely think medication's needed for those who need it. But I also think that sometimes we're over medicated as well. Anyway, I thought my dad was going to go crazy. He was not that bad. He wasn't that bad. 
Um, but we used to, and he loved us very much. But he had a tumultuous growing up as well. He lost his mom when she was 34. She died. Oh, his dad so went to California and never came back, so he oh. was raised by his aunts. Oh. So my dad had a temper, and I ra- was raised with that. My mom dealt with depression. We'll talk about that later. But, but my did mom, you know at the time she was depressed, or is that something that you realized later in life because you're in therapy and you recognized what it is? I think I knew my mom was depressed. I didn't know to the magnitude, and I didn't know how to help her. Um, not that it was my responsibility, and those because are great I questions. Have known the word depressed when I was a child. My mom didn't get out of bed in the morning. Like we had to make our own breakfast. She didn't get out of bed to make us breakfast. She, we knew we knew that she on and off dealt with depression. And I would liken my parents to <laughs> all in the family, <laughs> right? My mom was Edith Bunker. Get out. No, I and my dad. You was Archie Bunker. So that's what we kind of likened them to. At least I did. I I did. So that's the kind of house that I grew up in. No, (laughs) it was not. No. But my brother, maybe a little bit actually, because she was a little spunky. Uh, Very spunky. Yes. So cute. I know. So my brother was like King Lyle in my family. He could do no wrong. And I love my brother. We're really close. Yeah, make sure you say that. No, no, <laughs> right? I do. I love my brother. We were really, really close. We are close. Um, and we just, we totally get each other. And then there's my sister. My sister was more serious. So it's interesting because I just recently discovered through therapy um, how you think everything is okay and that you've dealt with things from your past, et cetera, et cetera, and you're okay. And then later in life, it manifests in different ways. And through different relationships. And different relationships. Absolutely. 100%. Talk about your childhood. I mean, I know I just touched the tip of it, and you know, as we do this podcast, we'll get more into it. But so I always felt I had a great childhood. Okay. Um, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't think anything was wrong with my childhood. I was the oldest of three. Mm-hmm. Um, three and a half years between me and my sister, and then three and a half years between my sister and my brother. So my sister and my brother were always very, very close. Um, they were, um, as they called themselves, buddies. And I was always much older. I just always seemed much older. So I didn't really socialize a lot with my brother and sister when we were little. Um, I was always out with my friends, etc. Not until later in life when um did they look up to you did your brother and sister look up to you or were you just kind you just kind of felt like you did your own thing I don't really remember see this is the hard thing is there's so much I remember and so much I don't remember and I don't know why I don't remember probably didn't pay attention so what were your parents like so um, my dad was a very hard worker he worked six days a week And on Saturdays, I would go with my dad. We would leave. I love this part, though. We would leave real early in the morning on a Saturday. And I remember being in his car. He would start start up the car to get it warm so that when I got into the car, the car was warm. 
So I'm guessing it was winter time. Winter time, yes. Okay. Um, Yes, because in the summertime I went to camp, of course. So um, um, I would go with my dad to his store. I was his cashier lady. What did he do? Um, He owned a pharmacy. Oh, I think you told me that. I remember Uh that. Yeah. It's like, I'll call me back. Okay. Um, And so I was his cashier lady, and I loved it. We would. would How old were you? I don't remember. Probably old enough to know how to. Probably late elementary school, early junior high. Old enough to to deal with money. Yeah, old enough to deal with money. Okay. Old enough to run a cash cash register. Okay. I don't know. No. Okay. Anyway, I loved that. Um, My mom was a stay at home mom. And she was always there for us when we got sick, for sure. That I remember, a hundred percent. I remember the little tickle scratch on the arm when I would oh my god, yes. nauseous, and she would tickle scratch my arm. Um, and my mom always, my mom cooked, 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 cooked. But everything was well done, well done, well done. And I <laughs> thought that that was the norm. But that's interesting because my mom. Was a freaking gourmet cook. Oh wow! She was. I mean, people. My friends would like die to come over to eat at my house because my mom was literally. She cooked phenomenal food. Yum! I should have been friends with you. You should have back then. Yeah, my mom would not have liked that because <laughs> I would not eat her food then. <laughs> but I came home after having dinner. Mom, you're not going to believe what Mrs. Schwab made me. Oh my god! And I would tell her and tell her and tell her. She was not happy about that. I think now that we've kind of said who we were, like, so did your parents get along? So I thought they did. I didn't know. Okay. I mean, they went on vacations together with their couples club. We Every summer, we would go on family vacations. We went to visit my grandparents in Florida. Everything seemed, I mean, what does a kid know? You know, you're not really paying attention to um, how you are a parent, you know, unless there's something very obvious. Right. Like in my growing up. My parents, their relationship was very tumultuous. It was, I grew up in a house where, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this again and again, my parents loved us. They they loved all of us. They really thought of only doing what was best for us, but they themselves had a very tumultuous relationship. It was, I'm staying with you. I'm getting divorced. I'm staying with you. I'm getting divorced. My mom would move downstairs and live downstairs for a week. Then she'd be like, okay, I'm staying with your dad. And she'd move back upstairs. So it definitely just, it, it, it for right. sure has See, to fuck with you. very visual. Right. Those are visual. I think in my case... The only visual that I saw that they weren't getting along was at dinner time because my mother and my brother and sister and I, usually the topic was about sex. Really? Yeah. Growing up. I mean, I don't know or something goofy and whatever. And my father obviously was not comfortable in participating. Oh my so, God. My dad would never be nope, comfortable in that. Right? Nor did we ever talk about that in my family. Oh my God. And my dad would literally keep his head down. And as my mother says, shoveling his food into his mouth, which it looked very, you know, um, Cavemanish. Okay. It looked very cavemanish, but he actually, I think what he was doing is trying to get the food in really quick so he could leave the table and not have to listen to this. <laughs> so who would talk about the sex? And I, who would what, be more honestly, engrossed in the I conversation? I don't know. I think it was just the four of us. But then 
But would your so your mom would be okay with that? Yeah, my mom was totally okay with it. But then my mom would get so frustrated that my dad was just sitting there with his head down and shoveling the food in that she would literally pick up her plate and throw it in the sink and leave the room because she wanted him to participate. So that so I'm gonna I'm wow, gonna pinpoint right be there. My therapist right now because I'm kind of discovering a little bit of stuff now. Isn't that the coolest? It's so cool when you talk things out loud and you hear yourself saying these yeah. things. Yeah, right because. Your memories get jarred. Totally. But here's what is so interesting and that we're going to talk about, just us, is, and on our podcast, is they clearly didn't know how to communicate with one another. My parents, for sure, did not know how to communicate with one another. They didn't. I mean... My dad was volatile. Um, I mean, I remember on, the good memories. I remember on Sunday morning, we would all run into his room and he'd and we'd wrestle with him on the bed and he'd try and toss us off the bed. And I mean, those were fun times, right? When you're right, a little right, kid right. and you and you're you know all wrestling and yes. um, we'd all we played a lot of games in my family. So we did played, we. yep, we cards played a lot. We played cards. We played Monopoly, and of course, inevitably, of course, my brother would win. Um, <laughs> Um, so we did a lot of that, but the one thing they didn't know how to do was communicate. Yeah. And I think through therapy, that is, that it's completely changed my life. Oh my God. In every aspect, not just a male, female relationship, but yes, girlfriends. Think about, okay, think about you and me. Like if I, if you weren't in therapy and this was before I started with therapy, if you weren't in therapy, I don't think I don't th- I don't think you would have been able to communicate to me what you needed from me in our our friendship mm-hmm. to where I would understand it mm-hmm. and then not look at it as oh she's so high maintenance or oh she's bitching at me or oh you know let, you know what I can't be friends with her you helped me to understand what you need from a friend in a way that I could understand it. And then then me starting with therapy, realizing, you know what? Everybody needs something a little bit different. You have different friends for different reasons. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. You can't expect one friend to be everything. Right. Nobody could be everything. Right. right? That's right. unrealistic. Although I think a boyfriend should be everything, right? That's right. a whole different topic. Uh-huh. And we are we, going to talk about that. because oh, yes. So... I'm married. I've been married for, oh, my God, how many years have I been married for? Uh, 33 years. I've been married oh for God, 33, 33 years. years. And That is actually more than half my life now. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. And you were married for how many years? Mm. Okay, so I lose track. Okay, that's okay. Um, I was got married in 1990. Okay. Do you know when you got divorced? No. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't want to know. Because you want to know why? I don't really care. I love that answer. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter to me how long I've been divorced or or what the date was that I got divorced because through therapy, yeah. I realized that um, things happen for a reason and people change and evolve and it doesn't make them a bad person. It just makes them not right for you. 
Right. I'm going to pause right there, though, because you said something important. You said things happen for a reason. I used to love that saying, and I believe that in some aspects, but I don't believe it in all aspects because sometimes we need to make our things happen. Oh, totally right? agree. So, Not yes, sometimes things happen. things to happen right. to you. We need to make them happen. Totally agree right? with you. Um, and, and listen, I, I've been married for 33 years, and my husband and I have totally had to work out shit throughout our lives. I don't, I'd love to find out one marriage that doesn't have to work out mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through therapy. I've been in through, obviously, you guys know that. I've been through therapy, but my husband hasn't. And that in and of itself is a very tricky situation mm-hmm. and can be very frustrating at times um, because I want him to get what I know. He doesn't always, we're going to talk about that another time, mm-hmm. triggers, like triggering mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. and how you work through triggering one oh, another is yes. a big topic. Huge, because as I'm in therapy and one of my past relationships was not. But he has been through a little therapy. A little bit. Oh, right. yeah. Right. A well, little bit. Yeah. My husband went to therapy. I'm like, we have to go to therapy. My husband would go to therapy. And again, we'll talk about this later. And he would start fucking yawning. <laughs> He would fucking yawn in therapy. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, are you bored? <laughs> are you fucking bored by this conversation? Like, do you think this doesn't apply to you? <laughs> you know what? I think what the problem was, I think that it was so hard for him. To understand it. And to get into the nitty gritty that his defense mechanism or the way he handled it was to yawn rather than, it was just, it's too, it's fucking hard, well, by the way. Well, you know what? If you... If you are, if you can't understand what's happening, if you can't understand the words that's happening, you wind up zoning out. And I do that a lot when people are talking about politics because <laughs> I am so not political. I do not watch the news. I do not read the newspapers. And what I know is from hearing other people talk. But most of the time I zone out because... So you think in therapy he was zoning out? I, he's totally zoning out. A little he, bit. Yeah, he's absolutely zoning but out. But I think it's more like this is too much I can't handle and right. I can't get so, into it. So I zone out. Right. That's my, right. like, right. I'm going to handle it. It's so interesting. But I, I want to just go. So really what the crux of this conversation, this podcast is, where we came from as kids. And so I came from... A very tumultuous relationship, uh, a very tumultuous relationship between my parents, which affected me. I became the scapegoat of the crux of their problems or whatever their issues were. Mm. They made me go to therapy because I don't know. I think I did have. Um, I found reading hard. I literally read everything phonetically. Like I. I was in a book club and I read, I forgot what word it was. I will have to remember. But however I read the word, we were reading a book about, I don't know, but it was one of these words. And I literally pronounced it out phonetically. And I, in that moment, had said to everybody, you guys, this is going to make us so much smarter. We're going to do this book club and we are just going to elevate our intelligence. And at this, in the same breath, I am pronouncing this word phonetically and someone looks at me and they go, oh, you mean whatever the word was. And we just all started cracking up. Wait and, and wait, as I was saying that. I was that, there because that was at Josie's You house. weren't, no. You know where that was? It was at Barnes & Noble. We were sitting actually 
in the kids section. I was there with adult books. I was there. You were there. You were there. And we all started cracking up because I just said that we were going to elevate ourselves. And here I am. We're sitting in the kids section pronouncing this word that should have been so simple. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. But anyway, <laughs> so, so I grew up trying to pronounce. I mean, I just, I had a hard time with reading it first because I pronounced every, everything phonetically. Anyway, my parents didn't help me. They just didn't grow up with that kind of background where they sat down and they helped me to learn. My brother, anyway, he could do everything on his own and he was a great student. That's the kind of, of family that I grew up in. I would beg my, I beg my family members to try and talk my mom out of making me go to therapy. And my mom went to therapy, but she didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. And God, would she would be a different woman today mm-hmm. had she stuck with mm-hmm. it. She wasn't strong enough to stick with it, but she's a, an amazing woman. Yes. Heart of gold. Um, she is an amazing daughter. Thank you. My Edith Bunker mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so I, so that's the family that I grew up in. And that's why I went to therapy as a young child was mortified and embarrassed. Yeah. Was it different then than it is now? Totally, because when I was in there then I was mortified. I could I, all I did is want to leave. Was wrong. Right. All and she played games with me. And the games were fine, but I remember getting mad that I was there and I'd throw the pieces across the room. Maybe I did have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It was probably introduced to you as if there was something wrong with you and you're... You just nailed it. That's exactly what happened. It was introduced to me as though I had something wrong because my parents didn't know any better. They didn't know how to introduce it. So anyway, I I fell victim. and, And then for a long time, and the sad truth is, a lot of people get put in a box. Mm. And no matter how hard they try and get out of that box, people just want to shove them back in that mm-hmm. box. And I've worked really yeah. hard to get out of my box and not feel like the victim. Like I have, and I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm the victim anymore. I have the power to make my choices in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what made you go to therapy? I know I might have been an influence, and I love you for saying that, and you're so sweet. But what made you ultimately go? Well, the first time I went to therapy was because someone I was in a previous relationship with was in therapy. As an adult. Okay. He went to therapy, and then he reached out to me and and said, I... I'm seeing a therapist and I really want to get back together with you. And my therapist wants to meet you. Would you be hmm. willing to go? And do I, I know this therapist? Uh-huh. Okay. And, and um, definitely crossed boundaries. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I do. And, <laughs> and then he said, um, he said he pretty much already knows who you are. Not meaning my name or anything, mm-hmm. but who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, there's only, there's a certain type of person that can be with me. Oh. And he knows who I am. We'll get so back. We'll get into that. Right? Yep. So that's what so, made you go to therapy. So I, yes. And then I loved it. 
and I would communicate with you about my sessions because yeah. we went as a couple and I would communicate with you about my sessions and I was telling you how much I loved it. And all of a sudden my vocabulary became therapy vocabulary. Right. And, um, so tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying because that's or the words do. or the, you know, right. even the single words that, you know, we all who, who go through therapy, we all pretty much use the same vocabulary. Right. Anyway, then he stopped seeing the therapist and I continued on with the therapist because the therapist said to me during one session, Hope, if you have an interest, I really would like to see you separately. Hmm. There's a boundary cross, right? There is because he started with him. So exactly. yes, there is. Yes. However, if he left, I think it's okay if he still, if the well, therapist still, left yet. okay, okay. Yeah. He hadn't left yet because we were seeing him together. And then during one session, he said, I'd like to see you alone. And so I we're did. Gonna, and yeah. I think we should talk about that. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. No. But I think that I think that's another topic is how to pick a good therapist. Because I have I had one phenomenal therapist. Yeah. I now see a phenomenal therapist. But I did see one or two in between there that cross boundaries right and and so so the phenomenal therapist that you have now mm -hmm. your other therapist your longtime therapist yeah. are you now thinking no she was phenomenal still phenomenal F still okay. phenomenal I'll tell you why my longtime therapist for sure cost crossed some boundaries but I needed that then because when I walked in turn I don't tell very many people this I was in pieces and I was severely depressed. She knew that, and she knew she could help me. And mind you, she wasn't a therapist that necessarily believed in medication, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that, because I, it was, my depression came from situational depression, and I'm not saying somebody that's in this situation should not get medicine. I'm not saying anybody should not get medication, but she knew for me, not only did I not want it, but that she could help me. It was situational and not chemically imbalanced. Exactly. Okay. My, I have Huge been... Huge difference. Big difference. I had been depressed, really depressed, twice in my life. The first time was the worst. The second time, not as bad. Um, maybe a little bit depressed or funks after that, but they were always situational. Mm -hmm. It would be something you know, catastrophic that happened. Mm -hmm. um, or what I deemed to be catastrophic. Well, and and... And rightfully so. I mean, you wouldn't be human if you didn't react. If something catastrophic happened and you didn't react, I would think there would be something wrong with you that you didn't yeah. react. I will say one thing, though. As much, it took me a long, long time to get over my anger at my parents. For the longest time, I was so angry at my parents for making me go to therapy. Mm. And I look back, and I looked back in my early 20s when I went to therapy, and I think that was the best gift my mom could have ever given to me. Because when I was in trouble and when I was severely depressed, I knew where to go to. Mm -hmm. And had she not sent me to therapy when I was a kid, I would have never known where to go, and I would have been in probably, I, I don't know that I'd be here. I, I hope I would be, but I don't know. I thank God for my mom for sending me to therapy. But it took me a long time in therapy to get over that anger. And I think the time for my dad that I got over that anger is when he got Alzheimer's. Mm. 
then I like the world got lifted off of me for whatever reason. Well, because then you saw him in a different light too. Yeah. Yeah, and for some he's reason, human. Yeah, well, he became, believe it or not, he became nicer when he had Alzheimer's. I know some people don't experience that. He was nervous and, um, you know, edgy still, but he somehow became nicer and more grateful. He released some control. I don't know. I maybe it was the other side of the brain that oh, started God. working. I know. Um, yeah. So that's what led me to therapy. What led you to therapy is your. Someone I was in a previous relationship with was in therapy. So we have, so if nothing else, we have. But I'm so glad for that because it's helped me realize that there's other ways to look at things, and other people have differences of opinions and do things differently, and that doesn't make them wrong. Right. Doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them wrong. Right. And also how to communicate differently. And I think the other, the great thing is it it tells you who you want to keep in your life. Yes. As you go throughout the years. Like, oh, so like who I would have, right? Like who I would have kept in my life. And we'll stop this and talk about that. But who I would have kept in my life years ago, I would never fucking even consider oh, them no, in my life now. No doubt. No doubt. It I doesn't even. I toxic people so much earlier. And, and when we hold on, we, first of all, we don't realize that they're toxic because they're in our lives giving us attention. And, and why are we, right? And why are we holding on to them? There's, some, there's a reason why you're holding on to some of those people. You can't let go until you figure out the reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, mm-hmm. right? They're giving you something that you needed. But when you realize that what you needed might have been toxic... Yeah. Thank God you grow. So we have, like, from when we first met. Yeah, we should talk about toxic relationships. Whether it's male and female or two females or a parent and a, and a child. Yeah. Don't, like, even oh my God. people in the workforce. I mean, look at... I, oh, my God. People in the workforce. Hello. Right? And sometimes we hold on to those toxic people for different reasons. Oh, my God. That I s- benefit us. Sometimes those toxic people benefit us in a way that we don't want to release them. And then we need to learn how to release them. But the question is, are they really benefiting us? I think when we look back. Well, we think about, you have to decide what's important. Is money important? Or is your mental well-being more important? Or is your physical well-being more important? Or how important is your job? That you're willing to stay in a job that is toxic. Mm-hmm. Right? So many areas. Mm-hmm. This is, let me just tell you, I this closet this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And, but I, <laughs> if we're going to spend a lot of time in here, I just want to make it my own a little bit. Okay, what would you do what in my I closet? Do make it my she, own? Let me just start out by I saying know, that. Maybe put in a picture. First of all, you started trying on my clothes. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, not that I've great stuff. Yes, you do. Oh my God! Hello, you've got like a zillion jackets that go with leggings, and that might jeans. be a little bit of my dad, the OCD. I just love that, and um, and as we talked about, you know, when you try something on and it looks better on you than it does on me, <laughs> I'm not giving you that jacket. To gift it to that person. I'm not giving you that jacket. Up, like, all right, bye guys. Bye. Okay, so. <laughs> Bye. I'm having such a hard time saying goodbye. (laughs) Jamie, I'm just kidding. I love you. All right.
We'll talk to you Bye. later. <laughs> Bye. We have to learn how to no, say goodbye. How do you say goodbye? Bye, 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 bye. Nope, we're going to say it normal. We're going to say bye. We're going to see you next time. Bye, see you next time. Listen to us next time. Listen to us next no, time. No, not like a little no, girl. We've got to say it. we got to say it. we got to say it seriously because otherwise nobody will listen to us. She needs to be an actress. <laughs> All right, check us out. What's our name? Ah, who are we? Who knows? Who cares? Why bother? We do. Is there a medicine in the air that everyone keeps breathing?